Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is this is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. So happy to have you here, my friend. Uh, yeah, big show today. We have a review of Princess Cruises, Ruby Princess from Ben and his wife. They just got back from a four-night sailing aboard Ruby Princess in Alaska uh, from Vancouver to Seattle via Ketchikan. So we'll catch that interview a little bit later on in the show. Uh, but also, before we get to Stuart Shearer on the Cruise Guy, I do want to tell you a lot of articles there at cruiseradio.net. Uh, be sure to check them all out and join the conversation on Facebook uh, pretty active lately, facebook.com slash cruiseradio. As always, Stuart Shearer on the Cruise Guy. What's up, Stuart? Hey, Doug. Doing great. So uh, so we're recording this on May 20th, 2015, in case you're listening in the future. And uh, not a good week for Norwegian Cruise Line, because first off, uh, something happened in Bermuda with Norwegian Dawn. What happened? Well, the, the ship briefly lost power as it was leaving, uh, heading into the channel and departing Bermuda. And uh, because of the power loss, the ship drifted, drifted into the seabed and uh, was essentially uh, beached hmm. you know, just outside the channel. Uh, power was uh, immediately restored, but uh, the ship wound up staying there until the early morning. Uh, it did get back into Bermuda at uh, 7 a.m. It was closely inspected to uh, determine whether or not uh, you know, there was any damage from the grounding, uh, to which there was none. Uh, the ship was certified safe and uh, left at 3 p.m., uh, heading back and expected to arrive back into Boston uh, as scheduled Friday morning. Okay, good. So no disruption there. Very well. Um, also, some not-so-good news. Norwegian had a drowning on one of their ships. So what ship was it and what happened? Well, it was uh, Norwegian Gem. Uh, it was heading uh, from New York. Uh, down to uh, Florida, Bahamas, and uh, unfortunately, a 10-year-old girl did drown. Certainly uh, unfortunate, but you know it certainly brings the question uh, that some people have about the lifeguard situation. Yeah, what do you think and about that? It's it's kind of like uh, Doug. It's it, it opens up more. It creates more problems than what it's worth. I mean, right now, unfortunately, this is another case of 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 an inexperienced swimmer swimming in an adult pool. And the parents weren't paying attention, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's on it's 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 just a tragedy. I mean, the the, the thought and the loss of a of a child is just is just terrible. Is, but yeah, you know, the point is that you know we're tw- you know twenty three million people are cruising. This this isn't happening, you know, very much. It is an an uncommon uh, practice. You know, hotels don't have uh, lifeguards, um, apartments, homes. Drownings do occur. Yeah, you were saying a Miami drowning happened uh, a couple days ago. Well, yesterday uh, at the Fountain Blue Hotel in Miami Beach, mm-hmm. uh, a grown man uh, drowned at uh, 9.30 in the morning in, in the pool of the hotel. Mm-hmm. This happens all the time. And what's interesting is you have certain medias that cover it differently. 
uh, last month, uh, the Today Show uh, covered it, and uh, we're bringing up all kinds of you know uh, different scenarios of near drownings and actual drownings. Which I mean, there are only a handful. I mean, one is one too many, but they fail to disclose that they're owned by uh, you know uh, a company that owns Universal Resorts, and at Universal Resorts, I mean, they've got uh, you know at least four pools, none of which have lifeguards. Mm-hmm. So it really wasn't a very balanced and, you know, honest story. You know, I guess they say fair and balanced. But uh, the point is that it's not, it's not a, you know, it's not like this happens all the time. Yeah. Now, let's say they did have the lifeguards, Doug, and it's, it's important to think about. You know, if you have some parents that think that, oh, you know, I'm, I'm right here. I can have a drink, talk, listen to my iPod or iPad or whatever it is that they're doing. And not really pay attention to the child. Imagine what would happen that the child wants to go swimming, and the parents say, "Well, you know what? It's okay. It's safe. Go ahead. There's there's lifeguards there." And and then they don't even show up at the pool. Yeah, absolutely. It, so it just creates more problems than what it's worth. And then the parents are like, "Well, why weren't you watching my child?" Meaning, you know, referring to the people that were in the pool with them. Mm-hmm. You know, why weren't you paying attention to? Uh, so it just, unfortunately, it, it creates more of a problem. I mean, it's not like no one's not paying attention, but the bottom line is parents need to pay attention to their children. Well, our thoughts are certainly with uh, that kid's Absolutely. family. Absolutely. They're uh, right turn here, Stuart, and talk about Celebrity Cruises because, uh, as you may know, Celebrity Cruises is introducing a new and exciting world-class bar aboard Celebrity Eclipse. Uh, what kind of bar is this, and what is this bar replacing? Well, it's replacing the molecular ball. No, bar. I love that bar. Yeah, uh. but, you know, unfortunately, not a lot. Of, they they didn't promote it very much. A lot of people weren't aware of it. Um, it was a great concept. Uh, Junior Marino was really fabulous. Uh, he and his wife, if you, you know, I, I've seen them on many different sailings. They they really did some nice jobs. And it actually, you know, was the forefront. You know, uh, Carnival, as you know, has the uh, Alchemy Bar, mm-hmm. and uh, these types of bars are are exciting. But uh, the, what they're doing is they're partnering with Diageo. Uh, so they're going to have uh, you know new cocktails uh, with you know with uh, Kettle One, Zacapa, um, you know Celebrity. They're going to have this number ten, um, and I mean they're they're trying to change it up. So it's going to be on this ship, and then more than likely we're going to see this on many of the other ships as well. It's not such a small world after all for Disney Cruise Line because uh, they're back in a few ports in 2016, and uh, you're excited about this one stay in Miami as well. Well, they they have been to New York, mm-hmm. and it did okay. They they were in Galveston, and they did okay. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to do some more. So when the ship comes back, uh, you know, from Europe, uh, it will spend, uh, you know, it will have some sailings uh, up in the, the New York area. Um, Wonder will have some sailings in, in Galveston. So it's 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 good stuff. And uh, they're also good. At, I mean, Disney has done started in Miami, Doug, with three and four night sailings. They moved it to four and five night sailings, and now they're going to be testing seven night uh, Eastern and Western Caribbean sailings from Miami. I don't know if you ever noticed this, Stuart, but sailing out of Port Miami right there on the right-hand side, there's those two big banners, and the first one says Disney Cruise Line offering magical experiences or whatever, and then Carnival has one directly after it saying, Carnival Cruise Line, making dreams come true. Yeah. <laughs> nice well, little pissing that, match. That, it's neat, but yeah, <laughs> what, what it was is that was a uh, Port Miami thing where they, they stuck these uh, banners on uh, on those on the outsides of those containers that, uh, you know, if you're not looking for it, you'll miss it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I 
think Carnival had it, and then Disney said, "Hey, we'd like something like that." So they kind of just, you know, so it's 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 all in fun. Yeah. In closing, here, uh, speaking of Carnival, Carnival Corporation, the parent company, uh, has a big announcement in New York City on June fourth. Any any speculation? Because I've heard a couple. Well, actually, not hearing. I'm reading a couple of things online. Someone saying maybe a new brand they're launching. Someone saying more emphasis on China. What is your speculation? I know, I know we don't like to speculate here on the show, but I'm just. You know, I'm just curious about this. It's a, it's a good speculation, Doug. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of thought maybe, you know, we, we know about Amber Cove in the Dominican Republic uh, nearing completion for debuting in 2016. There was talk about Tortuga, which is, uh, the you know, an island off the coast of Haiti, mm-hmm. um, which was very famous with the, the pirates of the Caribbean lore. So I thought maybe that had something to do with it, but uh, that was uh, quickly uh, shot down. As we know, Carnival Corp has nine cruise lines, and uh, right now I think it's 102 cruise ships, and there, I, I too have heard rumblings of a 10th cruise line. Well, as we say, stay tuned, right? Yeah, it's going to be some. It's going to be an interesting summer. Yeah, <laughs> been talking with Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy. Find him at cruiseguy.com or follow him on Twitter at cruiseguy. Thank you, Stuart. My pleasure. This is Cruise Radio. When is your next cruise? Where are you going? And what are you going to do once you get there? Market-leading specialist CruisingExcursions.com offers savings up to 60% offshore excursions versus cruise line prices. Whether it's private, shared, scenic, historic, or family tours, CruisingExcursions.com has up to 12,000 excursions in over 700 ports worldwide, like Rome, Vatican City, St. Petersburg, in which we include the visas, Sydney, and Jamaica, just to name a few. You can even bundle your excursions for more savings. Make your next vacation affordable and unforgettable by visiting CruisingExcursions.com. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Radio Channel or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. We always like to get your cruise reviews. If you have one you'd like to share, just email comments at cruiseradio.net. 
This week, we hear from Ben Souza from CruiseFever.net. He just returned from a very special Alaska cruise. In fact, it was one of the first Alaska cruises of the season. He sailed a fortnight from Vancouver to Seattle via Ketchikan on Princess Cruises Ruby Princess, and he joins us this evening. Hey, Ben. Hey, Doug. How are you doing? Good, man. Uh, before we get to the ship itself, pretty cool being one of the first ships in Alaska, huh? Oh, yeah. It was definitely cool. Everyone was excited on the ship. Everyone in port, of course, they were excited because tourist season, you know, was just starting up. It was, it was a great time. Yeah, I bet a lot of excitement pier side, too. So let's take a step back before we get on to Ruby Princess itself and uh, give us your pre-cruise thoughts. What made you want to sail Ruby Princess? Well, as you know, we sailed, we both sailed together on the Ruby Princess, and I had a great time. It's a great ship. I like the layout. And I came across this four-night sailing to Alaska. The price was right. We were able to get use our Sky Miles for airline tickets. So the whole trip was like 900 bucks. So we just couldn't say no. Very cool. So you actually had to fly into Vancouver, and then you flew out of Seattle. So how was it getting to Vancouver? Was there – I've never personally have – I've never flown into Vancouver before. So was there like a customs process and all of that? Oh, yes. But it, it was really easy. And flying into Vancouver, it's just absolutely gorgeous when you're pulling in. You see the mountains, the city, the water. It's incredible. And so I recommend fl- sometime flying to Vancouver for a cruise. And the customs, it's you walk up, tell them you're uh, here on a cruise, and they wave you right on through. You were talking about a pre-cruise hotel you used in Vancouver. Uh, it was pretty close to the pier. Which one was that? Uh, the Pan Pacific. In the morning when it's time to go, they actually will come up, take your bags from your room, bring them right to the ship, and you just take the elevator down, walk down a hallway, and check in for the cruise. Nice. That's pretty cool. They, they have uh, airport transportation? Um, no, they didn't. But okay. a cab ride was about 35 Canadian dollars. Okay. So it wasn't bad at all. Very good. Let's get to the uh, cruise ship itself. How was embarkation once you, re- uh, once you reached the cruise terminal? It actually, it wasn't bad. We were one of the first ones in line, and they started a new customs procedure in Vancouver. And this is probably good info for anybody who's going to be cruising out of Vancouver. They now have these machines that scan your passport. And hmm. instead of filling out a customs form, you do it all online on the screen. Then it prints out a little sheet of paper. Then you take that with you to the, to the uh, customs agent. And then they, when they clear you, then you can check in. So it went a little slow, but it wasn't bad because we were one of the very first ones. But I heard from some of the others that it was, it was a little bit of a hassle. Was the check-in process? How was that as far as once oh, you got was, past the customs? that was no problem at all. Okay, cool. I, we walked right up. I mean, within two, three minutes, we had our room keys, went and sat down. We were on the ship by 11.45, so that went really smooth. Nice. Now, we both sailed Ruby Princess uh, last February, like you were saying, but uh, what were your impressions of the ship this time around? I thought the ship has maintained itself very well. It was, I mean, I love the piazza. The HM area is beautiful. The ship was really clean. Stat, the staff just did a great job. They were friendly, and uh, I really enjoyed the ship. Let's talk about your stateroom on Ruby Princess. So what kind of stateroom did you have, and what did you think of it? We had the Deck 10 balcony, wow. and as you know— if you're going to get a balcony on the Ruby Princess, if you're nice, you're going to get a suite, get one that's on Deck 10 because they're, they're, they're huge. Mm-hmm. I, and I think they're about 80 or 90 square feet, and especially with Alaska because I, I don't know if a lot of people like you. I bring a tripod for pictures because, you know, I want to be there and take some of the wildlife and some of the scenery you go by. And you have plenty of room for a tripod. You have a table. You have chairs. And it's just yeah, it's great because it's so large. Yeah. Does, um, now, you were on this balcony you were in, and I'm trying to picture it from last sailing. Is this the balcony that does like kind of the birthday cake towards the back, like the wedding cake? Uh, yes. Like half of it is you have this private, and the other half, 
those in the balconies above you can look down and see you. Gotcha. Okay, that's what I thought. Very good. And uh, as far as like plugs and all that in your cabin, were you happy with it? Oh, yes. There was two plugs by the desk. And there's also another plug up by the TV because there's two plugs. So you can have an, a third plug. Then there's one in the bathroom. So you have four plugs. So it's not bad. And they have that nice walk-in closet area by the bathroom, mm-hmm. which, is, which is really nice to hang up your clothes. It's, I mean, you have plenty, tons of room. It's, really, I really like that layout a lot. Let's talk about dining on Ruby Princess, uh, and we'll start with the buffet area and work our way down. The buffet I like is nice because you actually have to like kind of like go into a little area. It's not just out in the open where people can kind of just cut in. Mm-hmm. And also the area by the back, um, the Carib um, Cafe, is it usually not as crowded because everyone's in the Horizon Court. So a lot of times the Horizon Court is busy. Just head to the very back by the aft of the ship. And you could have no line, plenty of seats, and it's really a lot, a lot better than the Horizon Court. How about the main dining room? The main dining room was really, really good. We ate at two of the main dining rooms um, on two different nights, and service was great. The food was great. Uh, we really enjoyed them. You know, my favorite is Crown Grill, so tell me you ate there. I have yet to take a Princess Cruise where I did not okay, eat at the Crown Grill. <laughs> what did you think of it? Oh, it was fantastic. My wife said it's the best steak. She got to filet mignon, best steak she's ever had. And it and it was uh, it was great. Uh, and the dessert, the that Norman Love peanut butter bar is just oh I I was I go back to Crown Grill just for the just for that. It was so good. <laughs> I love the fact they have they have one of the biggest steaks at sea. I think it's like twenty three ounces. Their cowboy cut is yeah it's just the porterhouse. So, yeah, it's so nice and uh, delicious. I, I I almost got that, but then I I wanted to save room for dessert. I know that uh, Ruby Princess has. The Crab Shack on some sailings. Did it have it on yours? Yes, they had it several nights. Mm-hmm. We did not eat there. Okay. But they did have it. It was offered. Yeah, very so. nice. Let's talk about entertainment aboard Ruby Princess. You know, one thing that really impressed me about the entertainment was they had a really good variety of music. In one lounge, they had like a, a jazz band playing. Another one, they had 50s and 60s. Then they had the piano player and crooners was actually the former player for Frank Sinatra. Wow, that's so, awesome. So that was really cool. And then they also had a mariachi band. So no matter what kind of music you liked at night, they had something for everybody. And they had two different production shows. And the one production show, Once Upon a Dream, it reminded me a lot of the 270 Lounge on Quantum because the whole background just changed with each scene through video. Mm-hmm. And it made a really cool effect. Nice. Uh, any comedy shows? Yes, there was two comedy shows, two different comedians. There, there. One, one was a singer had a guitar. Mm-hmm. Don't remember his name, but he was, he was he was pretty good. Then they had another just regular comedian. He was he was hilarious. We really enjoyed him. Nice. Uh, one thing that really defines a cruise ship is how it behaves itself on sea days. So how was the uh, how was the sea day experience both inside and out? I know it's still a little chilly up there in Alaska, so I'm not sure how much pool time people got. But talk to us about sea days aboard Ruby Princess. Uh, I thought the ship handled pretty well, and the, believe it or not, the pool, the kids, it could be 40 degrees or 80 degrees, and the kids are going to be in the pool. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and so, and coming back, it wasn't bad. We think it was in the 60s, hmm. so you, you could really en- so you can enjoy outside. You know, enjoy the, um, all the decks and what's offered. And I thought the, the ship handled really well, especially in the weather, because you're out sailing down through the coast. You never know, you know, you're on the Pacific. But the ship was pretty, pretty smooth overall. You uh, hit one port on this four-night sailing, and it was Ketchikan. So what did you do there? We took the float plane over the Misty Fjords. Nice. And I will tell anybody, if you were going to go to Ketchikan, this is the one tour to do. 
We booked through uh, Island Wings. A lady who owns Michelle's, she's been flying planes there for over 20 years. Wow. And, and the great thing about what she offers is you spend an hour and a half of flight time, which most of the flights are really short. And then you actually land in a fjord for about a half hour. And so you actually get to spend a lot of time in this island, seeing it's all surrounded by snow-capped mountains. We got to witness an avalanche when we were in there. It was just, it was absolutely incredible. So I'm going to tell anybody, if you're going to catch a can, do the float planes. Hey, you, you mentioned your, uh, she, had, she had a good company. What was her, do you have her website or anything to tell uh, us? Islandwings.com. Islandwings.com, very good. We'll, uh, we'll also link to that in the show notes at cruiseradio.net. Um, yeah, I got to say, uh, like, if I were, if someone asked me about Ketchikan or about Alaska, one of the things I would say is to do a float plane tour of the uh, Mystic Fjord because it's, it's gorgeous. And we, I saw a bunch of, like, bears and mountain goats. Did you see any wildlife out there? Um, we saw some eagles, uh-huh. quite a few bald eagles flying. We saw, I can't tell you the number of waterfalls we saw. I mean, just absolutely. Yeah. We saw seals who were um, laying on some rocks, tanning, getting some sun, which <laughs> <laughs> is really neat. And, and she did a great job of taking us down when she spotted something, letting us know where it was and getting lower so we could all get pictures. And uh, I mean, it, was a, it, was, it was the best excursion I've ever taken. I've taken a lot of cruises, and this one just blows away anything I've ever done. Uh, let's round the interview out here and give us some first-time tips for people considering an Alaska cruise or sailing Ruby Princess. Definitely hit up the International Cafe. Mm-hmm. It's, well, I think it's, a, it's open 24-7. It's complimentary. In the morning, they have all kinds of fresh-made pastries. In the afternoons, they have panini, sandwiches, salads. But, I mean, definitely go there. Also, the Cafe Selects cards. What's great about that is it's the only beverage card that I know of, if you don't use up all your punches, it carries over to your next cruise. Hmm. So if you don't, so it's good for coffee. So if you only use 10 of the punches, you just bring it on your next cruise and you can get five specialty coffees, you know, for free. Nice. So I would, those are two things I would definitely tell people to do. Let's, uh, let's take a right turn here and give us like a tip or two about Alaska as well. In Alaska, I would definitely get away from the ports. Mm -hmm. When we were disembarking, a couple behind us were talking, saying, yeah, Ketchikan was nice, but it seemed it was a, a tourist trap. And I'm yeah. thinking, you got to get away from the Diamonds International, the Caraloha <laughs> stores, and get out and, and take an excursion get, and see Alaska for what it really is, not for what's right in the port itself. You were texting me when you were over there. Talk to us about uh, what to pack, because you said that you were a little chilly. It, it, was, a little, it was a little chilly. It, at night, it got down to like low 40s. And so we even saw some, it was even snowing during our flight, during our float plane. Usually you want to pack, you know, a light jacket, a sweatshirt, and you'll be fine. You don't need a big winter jacket unless you're from Florida and, you know, you freeze when it's 55. <laughs> nice, nice. We only have about 30 seconds, so give us your final thoughts of Ruby Princess. Uh, it's a great ship, great crew. And if you, and if you do take a cruise on the Ruby Princess, make sure you take, spend some time by the aft pool. It's my favorite area on the ship. It's like an amphitheater to the sea. has the best views, and it's a really enjoyable time. Well, dude, it sounds like you had a great time over in Alaska. Let me ask you, uh, before we close here, uh, pricing-wise, was it cheaper going early in the season than mid-season? Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's okay. much cheaper to go in early May than it is in June or July. If you want to catch any of Ben's coverage from his Alaska cruise aboard Ruby Princess, just head over to cruisefever.net. We'll also link to some of his articles right there at cruiseradio.net. Ben, my friend, thank you so much for being on, and welcome home. Uh, thanks a lot for having me on again, Doug.
Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.